Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. From Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on the sunny shores of beautiful Lake Erie. Y el rebote es de Garner. La tiene por la derecha el armador. Buscando en el centro para la Bird. La tiene en sus manos. Suelta de tres. ¡Sí, señor! ¡Seis triples en la noche para DJ! In downtown Cleveland. ¡Hello, Cleveland! ¡Hello, Cleveland! You've tuned in to Wine and Gold Radio. Let me get that taste. Woo! Let me get that taste. Now, here your host. The tall White bread, toast, dry, nothing on it. Rafa. And the other one wants four whole fried chickens and a Coke. And Joe G. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, hey. Yeah, hey. everybody. Yeah, hey. And welcome to Wine and Gold Radio. We are in a cadence, Rafa. I can't believe we're keeping it during the offseason. It's a, it really we I'm impressed with us right Can now. I say something? Huh. This is tan cadence. Look at the tan Joji got on, man. He, am I tan? Are you going to like a tanning salon <laughs> or is it like a natural <laughs> Rosita walk during the day? No, I'm tan, I'm bronzing. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, you, now you can be part of the brown community. <laughs> Oh man, I am Joe G. I am a tan Joe G. Yeah. <laughs> he is Rafa Hernandez Brito. On the right, on the right, uh, on the right. How did I do? How did I do that? You're good. Do you? You don't do have your... to roll the Brito. Just Brito. Brito. Normal. Brito. It's normal. Do, you, do your other podcast hosts uh, care about pronouncing your name right? They just butcher. They don't. They, they just butcher, butcher it like yeah, Matt and Underwood. I, and I feel bad to say something. So, <laughs> so before we went on the air, I got to tell everybody now. <laughs> 
I have the Kiss song, I Was Made for Loving You, in my head, and so does everybody in the studio right, right now, because we saw Kisses coming to the, gar to the, to the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be exciting. Were you into Kiss when you were a kid? No, I was not. I was actually annoyed by all my friends who used to paint their faces for Halloween, and it, was, it wasn't creative at all. Yeah. And I wasn't really much into their music. Uh -huh. it's, I tell you a funny story. Remember the, 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 the platinum album? Yes, of course. Well, my aunt had the great idea to, she was, she was living here in, in the U.S. Uh -huh. I was still back home when the yeah. album came out. Double remember the, L, Double the LP were red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were in black LPs. So my brother had requested the album. Mm -hmm. Of course, Benjamin Leon was like a Kiss fan. That uh, that tells you everything. That's Leon. And and I had asked for something else, and of course they didn't bring me that. So my <laughs> aunt had the great idea to like bring it to the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> and and Benjamin and I weren't, even though we were forced to hang out together when we were kids. We yeah. Were, we were only like a year and so apart. You guys butt heads. We didn't really <laughs> right. get along well. Right. So one time I'm listening to my half, and he wouldn't let me listen to his half. <laughs> right. So I'm listening to his half one, one time, and he comes into the music room. You know, my father had a music room in the house. Yeah. And he's like, what, you know, why are you listening to my album? So like, take, take that off. Don't, you can't play my album. So he took it off the, 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 the player. Yeah, turntable. And, of course, we started arguing. And my first reaction when he was beating the crap out of me was like to reach out. And I pulled, slid his LP. <laughs> Right into the the base of the drum, the uh -huh. the, 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 el, the what what do you call it in English? The el bombo, the big the big the drum. bass drum. Yeah, the bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it landed, <laughs> shattered into pieces. So that was the end of um the the, the second side of the platinum thing. So <laughs> no, is, I didn't like Kiss. This is this is why <laughs> you're the black sheep of the. I you know I like the, I'm, I'm the friend. psychedelic sh sheep. Yeah, I, I wasn't all colors. I wasn't just black. I I invented a next level. Of black sheepy. I, I always wish people, because you know we, we visit your, your your folks' house every year when we play Sacramento. I wish people could see the difference. The, well, <laughs> the childhood photos, <laughs> the kindergarten photos of all Rafa's siblings, and then Rafa. You can just tell, like that's the bad one. You know, <laughs> that's the demon seed right my, there. My parents, you know, I, we're the first generation who that actually graduated from high school. Forget about college. So they always very proud. And my brothers, I must say, brothers and sisters. They were all a little different than I was. They were valedictorian in the classes, mm -hmm. you know, went to Ivy League schools and got all these, like, have all these amazing jobs and amazing families and everything. So my parents always had a picture of us, of them in graduation and the, tie, and the, and the <laughs> diploma underneath. And, and of course, it was like my oldest brother, it's like, oh, beautiful picture. My, my sister, a nice picture. My second brother, and then in mine. But <laughs> I was a little bit under the influence on my graduation day. So the you were a lot under the influence. I've seen that <laughs> so photo. my picture wasn't. <laughs> you, you were a mess, man. So it actually made my parents to like reconsider what they were putting on display because my picture wasn't really there. Dude, the good one. You're a nuisance. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to Wine and Gold Radio. Uh, hey, we're joined again for the second show in a row with our uh, by our roadie Nicole. Yeah, right. I know we have a roadie. Yeah, take that, uh, Fedor and Hayden. <laughs> our roadie is ten times better than they than, still got it on us. Than you and me, I guess. Got a roadie, though. We, <laughs> What's that? They each have a roadie. We only have Nicole. And. We have to talk about our special guest that we have today. We've been talking halftime. We talk halftime almost every show, and today we have the best. The actual half. Yeah, the, the, maybe the best halftime show, really the best halftime show in the NBA. 
Christian and Scooby. I mean, what? he could be better if he had a monkey. Well, we're going to get to that. We're, we're, we're definitely going to get to that. We got to get one of those monkeys that, that AC always talks about when we went to Brazil. It was like a squirrel monkey. Squirrel monkey. To, to ride Scooby because we can't get a real, an actual monkey to ride Scooby. Well, be like, too heavy. We, that's the thing. We need to talk to an actual expert about yeah. monkey size and things like that. Because I told you I saw that movie Nope and... Chimpanzees are totally forbidden. They're now. the best. Why? Well, be, because one in that movie and also in real life, they could go nuts and, and tear somebody apart. You have to be careful about that. Like, you can't have a gorilla. You can't have monkeys. No, that can no, go- no, no. Not a gorilla. But, I'm just but saying, you, have to, you can't have something too dangerous. That's the that's the key. You can't have. I like the one that I sent as an idea. The the ones that ride the border collies, <laughs> right? Like and they have uh, a right, race. little monkeys that ride yeah. dogs. Yeah. That's a great one. But you can't have anything that could turn vicious. Yeah. No. So anyway, uh, so we're gonna have Christian and Scooby on. Uh, there isn't much calves talk going on right now. Uh, other Thank than God. <laughs> other than I guess the draft at the end of, end of the month, uh, last Thursday in in uh, June. Uh, we have the 49th pick, which I guess people aren't too super excited about. But I checked through, and just the 49th picks in this century, the 21st century, mm-hmm. I went through and I looked. Isaiah Mobley, who I think can be, I think... What number was he? 49. Okay. I think I think that kid could turn into a rotational big man. He needs to get the opportunity and get, the, get, get the minutes. But again, you look at the Miami Heat and you see they have G League guys that they convert into pros, man, and... and yeah, but I, I, I want to see them do it three, four years in a row. Well, supposed to because remember, remember they had Kendrick Nunn a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I know. Yeah. But I mean, again, I just think Isaiah. Let's uh, let's see what he can do. Isaiah Isaiah Joe from OKC, Leon Poe, former Cavalier, Leon Poe, Celtic guy, okay, good player. James Jones, champ. Ooh, nice nice shooter. He was in LeBron's draft pick. 2003. Uh, Jason Hart, uh, head coach of the G League Ignite. Jason, oh, Jason Hart? Jason, well, Jason Hart, the coach of the G League Ignite. Oh, okay. And the Joker, probably the best player in the NBA right now, 41 overall, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, don't forget about me back in 2016. With the 43rd pick in the 2016 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Joe Chi uh, from Xinjiang, <laughs> China. He last played for the Xinjiang Flying Tigers yeah. in China. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Joe Chi is the opposite of a point guard. He's 7'2". Uh-huh. A little Check. bit different. Check. So what? this is a guy you really like, Fran. Well, I like saying his nickname, Damo Wang, <laughs> which means the big devil king. Frank, I like the way Frank Frashila answered. I don't think he was like willing to go into like, yeah, I really like this guy. <laughs> he, he was like, well, I like his nickname. I know. Fran knew I was going to be a bust right there. I could tell. That had to be one of my highlights of my road adventures with the Cavs. What's that? When I finally got Joe G and Chi Cho (laughs) to meet. When you, it was like uh, you could hear "We Are the World" playing when, <laughs> when me and Joji hooked up in Houston that one time. That was a beautiful, and then of course, a beautiful moment. The whole Chinese media contingency was like shocked to see that there were actually fans of Joji at, yeah. at the Houston game. I should have stuck with the Flying Tigers, man. I, I've been a bust in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, why are we talking draft? What, what do we got this guy here for? El muchacho El dorado, mu- the golden boy. Welcome up, sporting his West Virginia. Mountaineers. Well, he's sporting something else that we have to dog him about. 
Is that uh, is that a, uh, no, a mullet? No, it's not. It is not. Yeah, it's a mullet. It's not even. It's not even close to a mullet. Yeah, what the hell was it's that? It's the opposite man. of a mullet. You're breaking one and go promises here. I know. You know what you got right now? What is the mullet? It's called the what? The party in the front. Party in the front. Uh, business in the front. Party in the back. All you got is business in the front. Yeah. There's no party yeah, in the back at all. No party. No. No, yeah. I know. I think. Uh, I think. I feel like we talked about it for so long. Like me getting one, and then all of a sudden the season ended, and I'm like. Well, I'm not just going to go like walking around the offices or whatever with the mullet for a certain amount of time. So Why? I just need to cut it. Ugh. So I did. And I was like, I don't really, you know, I don't really want to deal with the long hair anymore. So I know I, you know I apologize for the disappointment. But did Madison Phillips have anything to do with it? Because we were no. talking about how she monitors Joe G's <laughs> Twitter. Mm -mm. No, 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 no money on the no. mullet. Hurt I mean, uh, there were a couple. There were a couple people on on you know on the on the marketing team or digital team that were like, oh, you should have done it. You should have got it. But yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I I'm I'm it. disappointed. I I think Ralph is disappointed. But what's worse, Luke Travers is disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you let I know. Us, you've let us down. Yeah, I know. He Come he on. sent he sent me a text, but I, I still might I still might go through with like the barbed wire tattoo on my forearm. So right. you know maybe we could get even. So what yeah. does the computer team do now that the season is? There's no really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, like you guys were just talking about, the draft is at the end of the month, and we'll have. You know some draft content, and you know over the next couple of weeks. But um, right now we're we're deep into what we're calling our, our player week series. Um, mm -hmm. We're content both on web and app, and then on social as well. <clears throat> um, and we're just going week by week, and we're focusing on um, a couple of different players. So when are you, when are you going to have like a beat writer week series or like a broadcasters week yeah, series? I know there there was you know? a I don't I don't remember what it was one or one or two summers ago. I think there was. Um, some sort of like I think they called it like Creators Week or Content Creators Week or something. And one of the weeks they focused on um, like the graphic design team. And then I don't really not know. Not very creative, by the way. But I don't ahead. really know. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Mm. Um, I don't really know like what was after that. But you know, I thought like you know the team that I was on would get a would get um, you know a little love some or show, some showtime. No. So, but um, no, so I don't know if it was just like a, you know, th something they tried and it kind of flamed out. But yeah, computer yeah. team, we get no respect. No. We're the Rodney Dangerfield of the company. <laughs> yeah, El Muchacho, what do you got for us, man? Um, I mean, you kind of talked about it, you know, a little bit already. But the finals are starting. Uh, game one is is Thursday, and the day we're recording is Thursday. So, mm -hmm. um, I guess, and I and I, I think I know the answer for you guys because you're you know basketball fans, and of course, working in the NBA and everything. But does the teams that are playing in the finals, not necessarily this year, but across the board, do the teams playing in the finals matter to you? Like, are you going to watch regardless and be excited regardless? Or would you rather? Fortunately, yes. Or, yes. I, in any championship game or series, I like a good guy and a bad guy. That's for me. I need a villain. I need a good Who's guy. Who's the bad guy? Do we, yeah. Do we have Miami? You think? For me, for sure. I mean, I'm cheering against bad. Miami, too, I but I don't just... know. I don't know. But you want those announcers to bring that ring? Oh, back and okay. Shove it so now you're talking off the year? court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I go Denver. <laughs> That's what I mean. Do you want to? Do you want those to? to, to yeah. To stick it in your face again? Yeah. But you know, I don't know if it marks the beginning or the end, or it's just in between of an era. But we don't have those dynasty teams right now. You know, with the Warriors well, going down, yeah. with, with you know. The Lakers and the on the East has really really hasn't been a dominant team after 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 we went to four straight finals. Mm -hmm. But Denver has been the best team all year long. I don't care that Milwaukee won twenty whatever in a row that they did and and they had the best record and everything. But to me, 
the best team this year has been the Denver Nuggets, mm -hmm. hands down. They're the best team with the, the best player, I think. Best system, best game, best team effort, best everything, you know. And I think you have a group of guys in Miami, and you were talking about the undrafted guys and all this, but they're having in as a group, like the year of their lives. When you talk about Max Struess, when you talk about Gabe Vincent, when you talk about Caleb Martin, who should have been the MVP. Yeah, I have a beef with... with uh, Jimmy Neutron? Yeah, Jimmy. Well, Jimmy Neutron hasn't really been like, ah, but he... But yeah, but on the other side, you have guys that are playing what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're getting anything extra from Coward Pope. That, that's what he That's what he can do, right? That's what he is. Or, or, or uh, what's his name? Brown? Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown and, and Porter Jr. Sometimes he's on, sometimes he's off. So I think that the Nuggets with Malone at, at, at the head of the thing, they've just been really good and, and fun to watch too. I mean, I want the Joker to win the MVP of the finals. I want him to win the title so he can shove it to Screaming A. Smith and everybody else that, that, <laughs> that didn't vote for him for MVP. I, I mean, I, I want him. I just want him so – I just want him to have it so, you know, he can put it in Embiid's face. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not the biggest Embiid fan. I don't know if I should but I'm not that. that a, or not, I'm not like, picking too much of Embiid because he has nothing to do with it. The more than all the ex players yeah. in the media that really, I have never seen. And I know we're in the era of social media and all that, but I have never seen a media campaign for somebody to win one of those titles. Is it? Is it just because he won the last two and they're like, oh, let's change it up? But that's yeah. It? Or is it? Remember, really, they were saying, like, "Oh, you know, really he can't win three in a row because only Will Chamberlain. He's not. But he's breaking all of Will's yeah. records. Yeah, in the in the postseason. Yeah. So I, I mean, is is I don't know. I feel like it's the same thing that happened. You know, was happening with LeBron and even Jordan. Like you can't. Get, and you give the same guy the MVP every single year. If he is, if he is I don't like, think yeah, there's much doubt. Everybody. Maybe they'll say there is like Jokic fatigue. Like people, are, yeah. Well, yeah, voter fatigue. Right, whatever, right, right. Do you you guys both think Denver wins? Yes, I do. I think so. I think does. It. I don't think that it's like a walk in the park, and I don't yeah, think I don't you know, think so. like every, both teams are just one one ankle twist away from from everything changing, right? But I don't I don't see how Miami can. Do you think? I probably know the answer, but that your answer doesn't change if Tyler Hero plays at all, does it? No, I don't think because I don't think I don't I think the Celtics lost because they just couldn't make shots. Right. Oh my God. And I don't They're, think Denver is going to go three for thirty one. Well, yeah. Or they made like seven. No. Boston made seven threes over Game Six and, yeah. and Seven. Combined. I don't think it was. You know, and and Miami hasn't been able to win at home consistently in the playoff. The the, the Nuggets are undefeated at home, and so I, I don't know. I, I, it's not a walk in the park, but I, I think Denver should 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 be hanging think, with Larry. I think, I think Denver takes Game One too, even after not playing for a week and a half, and mm -hmm. Miami coming out. You know, Miami of course just played in their. But you know, I was thinking about those times when we were going in the final. We were sweeping everybody, and, and it wasn't really like an issue. The time off? Yeah. No. I mean, they all spend no. it well. They all know what to do. <laughs> right. You get, you, get, you get your body healthy, you know? Yeah. I, don't think they got, I don't think they'll fall out of rhythm. They don't seem to be that type of team. I mean, they're yeah. too well coached, and like you said, their system is great. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I think, I think the layoff will mean nothing to them. And our, our next guest is actually going to be doing the halftime show. He's doing game, game one tonight. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. big time. He's going to be joining us from Denver. He's actually going to be only, believe it or not, only his second finals game. We'll talk to him about it, but the other one was here in Cleveland. You know what I, you know what I have to ask him? What, the, what his game day is like? Do you think Scooby's taking a nap right now? Yeah. <laughs> 
And the players do it. The players get. That's what I mean. I wonder, the, uh, like, uh, is Scooby's gonna get nervous and like pacing around and. Like, <laughs> you think he knows? Well, now it's Scooby and Milo. Now it's two dogs in the yeah, show. I didn't know because, that. So now we because know. he, they, Scooby does the show, you know, which is now Persian. Uh huh. He does the halftime show, and Milo, the little one, who is really not ready for prime time, does the dunking. <laughs> okay. Bit. Oh, okay. The during dunking. The, during okay. the timeout wow. or whatever. So. It's it's actually Christian and Percy. Yeah, but he kept the name Scooby. Okay. Scooby was the original. Okay. But Percy right. Percy is the one doing the, the show, the halftime show right now. All right, we'll get. We'll and get. by the way, I like that mascot in Denver. He's kind Rocky. of crazy. Rocky. Yeah. And they have a statue statue to him outside. Yeah. Do they really? <laughs> yeah. He's crazy though. He's really He's athletic. Good. He's, He's really good. And, and uh, he has like a. Have you ever seen him with his mini Rocky? He had his yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a little version. But he's cool, and uh, uh, a woman that used to work here at the Cavs knows him personally and says he's the greatest. Well, he's too. the father of one of the guys that was one of our mascots at one for, point. Uh, for a time. At, at who is point. now, I who think, is that, the, probably that little the li Who is now the mascot at uh, the, the Pistons, I believe. Okay. Are we allowed to, are we allowed to like... What? Are we outing these people? Or? You, you, haven't said any so like, you haven't said any names That's yet, true. So. so he's mini Hooper. I, I, I hope that people don't really think it's a dog out there when Mundo comes out. <laughs> mini, Ho mini Hooper who wants macked on our PR girl. In a yeah, 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 yeah. That, that one. But I don't think he was that Hooper. Okay. Yeah. I got it. That horse yeah. was a dog. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of dogs, uh, speaking of dogs, let's uh, let's pause for a quick second, and uh, we'll be right back with our special guest, uh, Christian and Scooby and Percy and Milo. <laughs> hey, it's Moondog, your favorite Cavalier puppet mascot and global icon. As a rule, I never say that I never say never. But that said, I never, ever listen to one radio. There's more of this. I said, huh, can we sit down? He said, why? I said, I can't feel my left leg. <laughs> After this, on Wine and Gold Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Another golden weekend. Sing it, Jimmy. Sing it. Come on now. Now if there's a smile upon my face, it's only there trying to fool the public. But when it comes down to fooling you, what great lyrics. Are those great lyrics or what? They were. It's too bad I can't understand them when you're singing Hi, this is Brad Darty, former Cavalier legend. Oh, my goodness. And I never listened to Wine and Gold. No way. Now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. That was delicious. All right, welcome back to Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. And, Rock, we have a special guest this week. I know, man. Our budget for the offseason has been... I, man, we are... We're, we're really... Star. Yeah, we're really broken in here in the offseason. Uh, we have to welcome the halftime act, maybe... the the half, the, the best half act, the best halftime act in the NBA, Christian and Scooby. Christian, welcome to uh, Wine and Gold Radio, man. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on. Uh, Scooby doesn't have much to say, but I'll definitely <laughs> have a lot to say. So I'm happy to be here with you guys. Thank you. So you're joining us from Denver, and you guys are doing Game One of the NBA Finals. Is that right? That is correct. So um, yeah, our you know at this point our friends. They're not. They're more than friends. Our family from Denver. We've worked here for you know, I can't even count how many, but a lot of years. Just like our family over in Cleveland, um, which actually Cleveland and Denver are the only two teams that we worked a finals game with. Um, so this is super exciting. But yeah, they reached out to us. We've known for a couple of weeks, but you know, we didn't know what they were coming because the Celtics were making it interesting. So it was kind of fun <laughs> keeping up, but stressful to. To not know when we were coming here, but we're here, we're excited, and we're super pumped, obviously. Make sure uh, Scooby paces himself because of the altitude, you know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, he's fine. Hey. Uh, I, he's a... Uh, He's an old vet. He's used to it. We were talking about this, and I know we know players, and we have some kind of like pregame routine. What do you do? Are we like ruining your nap time, or, or what, what? What does Christian and Scooby and Milo do now? With you know on game day? Yeah. So for for the boys, for Percy and Milo, who are essentially the Scoobies on stage. Obviously, they perform as stage name Scooby. Um, but for them. I feel like whether it's a game there or a non-game there, their routine doesn't change. They just nap all day pretty much. <laughs> and then it's it's Milo's uh, – it's on his watch whenever he decides he wants to play because he's the very playful one. So then when we start hearing the little squeaky noises, we know that he's decided that it's time for him to play right, right now. Not time um, over. But other than that, yeah, they don't, they don't have much of a routine during the day. When we do get to the arena, though, they've kind of gotten – like now they understand like, okay, we're in an arena. I think they know what's going on. Like, mm -hmm. um, and then they kind of know the routine. I usually like let them out to do their business outside, usually right around tip off. So they get that out the way. Um, 
but uh yeah for them I, I think they're just they get super excited when we get in there um for me sometimes i nap but i i don't like to as a performer we are and i'm sure like you guys perform on the radio as well you you fall into you know like we're creatures of habit i purposely try to break the habits because i don't want it to ever be like oh my god i didn't get my nap today i'm gonna have a bad show mm -hmm. type mentality so i actually during the days you know i i'm pretty pretty open like it's not i don't have a specific routine um uh, for warming up i do but even that sometimes i'll purposely try to like you know instead of doing three of this thing in a row i'll be like today let's just do five or two or something to switch it up so it's not exactly the same so you go you travel obviously from nba around nba arenas and the dogs are chihuahuas right yes and yep. notorious notoriously loud and you know i mean they're kind of high maintenance dog people would think of them as high maintenance yeah. dogs i know you own mm -hmm. you have chihuahuas mm -hmm. how do you kind of keep them quiet i mean how do they how how are they with travel how are they in the hotel room uh, how is it yeah, what's so, it like traveling with them well tr so i'll connect this question with kind of the question i get asked most which is how do i train them but all that that you just mentioned is actually probably the most training that I do with them because the trick wise, like I feel like they're pretty smart dogs and they pick, they can pick up the tricks rather quickly, but you're right. Putting them in front of a crowd of 20,000 people, that's the real trick right there, which a lot of people don't notice. Um, or I guess don't think about when they're watching them do these feats or these actual like tricks, you know, like they're on my feet or they're on my back doing a trick. So, for that, it starts It starts young. You know, Milo was probably three months old when he did his first flight. And his first flight, actually, you just made me think of this, was here to Denver. His first flight, we came, we had a Nuggets game, and I brought him. Um, and so uh, he came here and, you know, like getting him used to that or when they're doing the starting lineup and it's really rowdy, you know, like that's when I'll kind of want him to – be at his most comfortable so when he was a puppy i would hold him keep him close to me be petting him giving him treats while everything all this commotion is going on and that just kind of starts getting him used to being like okay like this is normal stuff like and so that way when he's a full-grown pup that's just second eight he doesn't even think about that it's just his normal environment so that is key in in the training essentially that was actually that was gonna be my next question how do they react uh to keep uh, a dog calm when you have twenty thousand people screaming there's so, the arenas are so loud yeah. there's explosions there's i mean there's just yep. so much that would rattle any dog let alone you know right. any, of any breed uh, how do you keep them calm through all that well and so just like i said by putting them around it as much as possible from a young age to get them used to it but but at the same time, you know, they are live animals and there's obviously things you can't prep for. I remember we did a halftime show at OKC once and they have a blimp there in the arena. Mm -hmm. And I never had thought about it or anything. And when we were performing, this was like five, six years ago, I noticed that Percy, who's the, he's the older one now, he was like looking around and he was super distracted. And then that's when I noticed the blimp. And I was like, oh, you know, and sometimes <laughs> there's certain things you can't prepare for. Yeah. So like, you know, the pyro that goes on, like, some arenas have it, some arenas don't. Like, so that kind of stuff, you know, that's why being around as much of this kind of commotion, you know, is the best because that way they can just kind of be used to anything and everything. But, you know, there's certain things you can't 
you know you can't prep for or or for like see ahead to like 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 that blimp or and even little nuances that they have so percy i'd say was you know he was super quick and easy to teach everything and perform and milo the tricks he picks up very fast but one of the things with milo in the beginning that it kept i kept wondering what it was is he would walk funny like really low to the ground it almost looked like you know it almost looked like he was scared to walk and so i was like what is going on with this little guy and then you realize like you could oh, see himself it, you know, huh there was a reflection the, of him it's either the reflection or I, i what i noticed was it's the hardwood because even mm. in our kitchen he wouldn't want to go to the kitchen mm, yeah. and we were like what's going on we were like maybe the oven freaked him out like the noise yeah. that it makes or something but then it's it's the wood yep. so you know now if you notice now when i do half times and stuff i have a little rug but it took me a while because i was like i didn't know and i was like oh maybe he's just like feeling the floor out or maybe it's like you know he's just getting comfortable but really if i like i wish i would have picked up that quicker yeah. because then even in the beginning when we put the rug out he was like totally good but you could see when he'd go to the edges he like stared at the floor <laughs> like so you know so it's just little things like that that you gotta that's the key with working with animals is you you gotta essentially you gotta listen but not verbally you gotta listen with your eyes and obviously yeah. listen with with their actions and take your time with them to know what You know, and even when we work at the residency show in Vegas, it's funny because the crew always has to know which dog I'm using. Because when I'm using Percy, there's no carpet. When I'm using Milo, they got to put the carpet out. So, so I know you've been asked this many times, but I wanted to, I wanted to check with you, and for you to tell us the story because we all know that there was something going on there at, at uh, America's Got Talent, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you you should have won that show. You you know, but you were a <laughs> finalist. But we'll let that slip. And how how has that grown? Where is Christian and Scooby now? From tell us about the beginnings of your your idea of of working with the dog and then going to the show and from where you are now. That even doing but bisbat now, not just halftime shows or not just basketball shows, but you're doing hockey, you're doing NFL, you're doing MLS. I mean, it's unbelievable that I'm happy that finally people are realizing what I have known for a long time that you're the best show in town. But how did how did that come about, man? Uh, well, thanks, Rafa. Well, um, yeah, you know, really it started. So I'm a fifth generation performer on my mom's side. So my parents were were performers when I was growing up. So I learned everything as a kid. Like I was surrounded by jugglers and unicyclists and everything. So I I can I can unicycle, not red panda level, but I can unicycle. <laughs> um, I can you know I can juggle. I can you know do a little bit of everything. But I wanted a pet, and since we were always traveling, we got my parents got a Chihuahua because it was a small dog, and they were like, okay, this will be easy to travel with. And uh, Scooby, that was the OG Scooby. So the original Scooby always would do this this move with his paws. You know, we would teach him to sit, to lay down, little stuff in the house and give him treats. And he did this thing when he would sit up with his paws where he would move them up and down. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like he was like begging us for the food. So we started saying that that's, we were like, that's how he says, please. So actually, even now, the command for that trick with us is please. Like, that's what I say. I'll be like, <laughs> oh, Percy, say please. And that's what he does. So uh, it's evolved throughout the years. But anyway, um, One time I was just laying on the floor on my stomach, like watching TV and my dad um, was eating and Scooby sat on my back and started doing the please. And my dad got the idea. He was like, I want tomorrow when you go practice, because I was already practicing handstands. It's like, why don't we take him and we'll see if he does that while you do your handstand trip where you're horizontal. And I was like, all right, let's try it. 
So we took him and he did it. He didn't hesitate. He did it right away. Mm -hmm. So we gave him the treat. And then it just kind of was one of those things where it's like, what else can we try to come up with? And little by little, obviously it evolved. And then we created the act, the routine, which was way more simpler than, than it is now. Um, but then we got a chance to perform it. And then after that, obviously performed that for three or four years or so. I did. I actually did America's Got Talent when I was 14. That was my first time on it. And um, but then, yeah, you know, the saying goes, people run away to join the circus. I kind of did the opposite, ran away from the circus. Quote, unquote. <laughs> I didn't actually run away. Yeah. I thought about it, but I never actually did it. Um, but then I actually went to college. I got my degree in broadcast journalism and I kind of stayed in shape throughout. Um, uh, I was recruited there to do like their circus program. And uh, yeah, so I got my degree. And then shortly after is when I started doing halftime shows and America's Got Talent and Scooby was already getting older at this point. Um, and then obviously the act has evolved and each each dog that has worked with us is kind of like, you know, brought their new trick. You know, Scooby didn't do the trick where he walks on the basketball. But Percy, when we were training with him, I remember I wasn't even training at this on this particular day, but I had him with me. And then some kid was like dribbling a basketball and Percy was watching it. And then, the, then in the same gym, there was another kid like walking on top of this sphere ball. And I was like, I wonder if he'd walk on the basketball. And that's kind of how I got that idea for that trick. And then obviously that became kind of like Percy's sta staple. Um, and now Milo does it. And then Milo, now that I told you earlier, he always is playing. So I've got him like a set of sports balls, like a baseball, basketball, football to play around with. And he had a, plush basketball and it was always squeaking and i was like i wonder if i could do any trick with this little plush basketball and then he's the one that does he the dunks, dunks yeah yeah so it's he even does a 360 <laughs> that's yeah. it, really that's what makes you christian the best in in the league because just your athletic performance that alone i can do that i, I can't do it with a dog well, uh, but yeah. other than you and rafa not a lot of people can <laughs> Uh, just that alone would be a great act. And then having to do all the, you know, having to train the animal and, and them have, have they ever not reacted? Have, has, have the dogs ever kind of froze up or got stage fright or anything like that? Um, not, not like froze up to where they've reacted, but in the beginning with Milo, like I said, I would notice him very distracted with the, with the floor. Mm. And so that was something like, a like that was probably in my, what's it been like now probably like 15 years of working with chihuahuas the biggest hurdle because i didn't like i couldn't figure out what it was and so that time that i couldn't figure out what it was i was just thinking like oh he'll get over it or he'll get used to it and really i wish i would have i mean again there's no way of knowing but i wish like if they would have been able to speak if they would have told me from day one i would have put in the rug and then he almost wouldn't have had that like yeah thought of it yeah um, so that was the only time where I feel like he was, I would say slow, where he was kind of like, you know, a little bit hesitant because he would be nervous that he would be going to the floor. And so I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so now as it's already been probably a year or so that I've had the rug, he's way more relaxed now, Yeah. like now, obviously, but that took a while. And that was where I was just like, Hmm, that's what it was. So other than that though, I mean, the way we like quote unquote train with them too, like people people will ask like how many hours a day or and I'm like hours. I'm like, no way. Like at most I'll spend like ten minutes, right? Max, <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, the max the they max get bored. I, yeah, I mean the max I've spent with them has probably been like twenty minutes practicing, mm, if yeah. that. Because it's just to, you know, like 
it, you want them to be having fun and to treat it as a game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's I, like, can I send my dog to you? Because yeah. <laughs> she's a lunatic and I can't get her to do anything. I, I know you want to talk to Christian about his broadcasting career, but we need to, we need to pause 10 seconds to let our affiliates identify themselves. This is Jed Asman and you're listening to Wine and Gold Radio. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio, America, Macedonia, <laughs> Turkey, <laughs> Istanbul, Ahrid. Let's get it, baby. <laughs> you want to talk to Christian about his broadcasting career? He ha he does have an NBA broadcasting career too. You're talking about the uh, the incident? Yeah, the 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 Indiana game. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but, man, I, I wanted to ask you this earlier in that uh, <laughs> actually we have met once before and it was <laughs> and it was in Denver too. No, no, that was in Indiana. No, no, no. But before he was acting in Denver, and you were like, "Dude, is that the guy sitting next to you? <laughs> sitting next to the you, guy right? with the dog?" Right. So we yeah. sit right on top of the on top yeah, of the, right the, the tunnel. Right. Well, the thing yeah. one one thing we always laugh about with Rafa Christian, you probably know this since you know Rafa, and that he's the guy who just things happen to and people know. <laughs> and one time he gave a guy the Heimlich maneuver in the media room. I mean, he's the guy who things happen to. And one day, so we're in Denver watching the game and all of a sudden I'm looking at Rafa and I'm seeing it and I'm like, isn't that the halftime dude sitting next to him? The guy with the chihuahuas? And it was. And then the next time we met, it was in Indiana, and Larry Nance tipped in the game his winner. Only game winner of <laughs> his, his only game winner of his career. And you were sitting right, right. next you were sitting right next to Rafa. So you have uh, some uh, yeah. Christian actually I, was in my in my game open the whole the whole season because I used <laughs> that highlight. For I use that play for the highlight, and you can hear his voice going offensive rebound. <laughs> yeah, I said he actually, you actually did yeah. the game with me that day. I did, I did the game that that day. Actually, I didn't perform halftime. You allowed me to Correct. call the game with you, and I was still living in my college town, so I did the like two and a half hour drive to come hang out and call the game, and it was a super great experience. One that. Later, when I'm a full-time broadcaster, yeah. I'll, always, I'll always remember and I'll never forget that you, mean, you gave me that opportunity because <laughs> that taught me exactly how fast the game moves yeah. and how, you know, they always say, like, when you're playing basketball and you're moving the ball, like, the ball moves quicker than the man. And I feel like the ball moves quicker than your voice when you're broadcasting. It, it is so fast. And so um, that that was, like, a big, like, slap in the face of reality of like hey this career is like it's not just sitting there and chatting up some basketball like you got to be on your like on your stuff here to know and so yeah great not, respect I, for rafa with that and and i mean other broadcasters too because it like you like i said it taught me the art form to another level that i hadn't experienced before i know you're a big time guy now in in terms of entertainment but this chair is always open for you whenever you want to come in so Hey, well, uh, I don't have any sources, but when the Vegas team comes <laughs> oh, around, that'll come day, one day. I'm pitch there, for that job, man. Pitch for that. <laughs> and you can have somebody hey, else do the halftime show <laughs> while you go down on the floor. Or you guys could reverse roles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want me to do the halftime <laughs> yeah, show? Yeah, I'd like to see that. Hey, speaking of halftime, you know, we are we are big promoters of halftime show, halftime entertainment here. And, and we're trying to get uh, Adam Hines to get a monkey in somehow, in some way. Not. Yeah. Right. So, what is your favorite halftime show, other than Christian and Scooby? Ah, uh, that's a good question. So, I, I, I'll say I've seen her a, a, a lot, but I have respect. I'll say for entertainment, for me personally, entertaining wise, I have the most respect for Red Panda because how long she's done it, and how sweet of a person she is, and the fact that she's 
you know, um, the experience because, you know, I wouldn't be doing it had it not been for people like her, had it not been for people like Quick Change. Mm -hmm. So those people, there's got to be a respect that us, I'm not even the young crew anymore, but us younger generations got to appreciate because if it's not for them, we wouldn't be here. Um, but entertainment wise, like, I don't like, that's a good question. I, I feel like there's probably, you know, anything acrobatic, usually as an acrobat, I want to see just mm -hmm. because that's like my like field. But also, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I don't mind when it's like not, let's say a performing act, or I should say like a, like an acrobatic act. Sometimes when they have like singers or stuff like that, or, you know, even like before it was always, and by now, like, I mean, like I know him now, but I did a gig with Simon Says. Oh, he's great. And I was just like, and I, yeah, I was always like, this guy's just playing a child's game. Like, you know, but there's a certain, like, he's like a comedian in a way. Mm -hmm. And so, quick, you know, too. Like, yeah. Quick. So you kind of learn to appreciate that kind of stuff. So I don't have, like, one particular, but when if you ask me that, I guess the one I would say would be just Red Panda, just out of pure respect. Of course, Red Panda is the OG of halftime show, because people don't think that it, it wasn't the norm to have an entertainment show during mm -hmm. half, right? Like the quick change was awesome. What about the new, the new generation? Have, do you like the, uh, I think it's the Bello brothers, the Bello brothers, the Bello sisters. The Bello sisters? I'm, I'm sorry. The yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen them perform and they just did AGT. Mm -hmm. um, so, but they, they, so they do a, I think they're, they're good performers, but their act is a very, Uh, like it's a traditional circus act, like mm -hmm. you know, hands, hands, hands to hand stuff. So, I mean, they're great at what they do. Um, I also seen this guy. I don't know his name, but I saw it was on Twitter. I don't think you guys maybe have seen him yet either. And I don't know if it's gonna be something that pops off. But he was juggling hats, like, and it was like on a CBS broadcast, mm -hmm. and it was like, and that too, like when I was a kid, there was an older juggler at one of the circuses that I was at that was juggling hats, but like not like. A, It was like a sombrero hat. It oh, was wow. like tossing like five in the air. <laughs> and it was like different. So I like different stuff. What like about that, but that what about the brother? I think they're I think they're brother and sister that, that skate over the circle and they do some yeah. really like crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, with the roller skate yeah. and kind of swings her by her. I tell you what. But there's also there's dual transcend also who does that. Yeah. And they were also AGT people and they they're they're a wife and a husband too. You're so the only like show you're the only show that I approve of that I cannot air. I have to describe it. I like halftime shows that I can actually air and take a break during the during half. I want to back up just real quick to because Christian you're you know you're an animal expert and a halftime expert. Can we eventually live our dream and see the monkey halftime Is show. Is there a monkey can show? this happen? Can we have a monkey halftime show? This can happen. We need Adam Hines to get whatever <laughs> he needs to do <laughs> to get the chimpanzee over uh, to the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. See, that's the, we, can't, we can't have a chimpanzee. We've already ruled that one out. Why? I don't understand why, why you got to get... Because, again, I watched the movie Nope, and a chimpanzee could attack at some point. Like, if there was that blimp, like, in Oklahoma City, and it got the chimpanzee... Yeah, man, but you get the guy from every every which way but lose. <laughs> like, and he'll Scooby's be cool. not going to run into the crowd and start ripping people yeah. up. <laughs> but a chimpanzee could. <laughs> so, no chimpanzees. But we're thinking, like, either a little monkey okay. or an orangutan. Like from any which way but loose. Maybe if we get a strong enough monkey, I can do the role of Scooby with, on top of yeah. the monkey. 
See, now we're thinking. Now you're playing, now yeah. We're, now we're brainstorming here. Hey, speaking yeah. of speaking of you being a broadcaster as well, what, what's your thought on the finals? Are, have you been happy with the playoffs? And uh, well, look, I've been very happy with the playoffs um, because I'm a big fan of homegrown teams. I, I'm I, I, you probably by now can kind of tell if for people listening because you already know this, Rafa, probably. But I'm very old school. Like I want to see the teams do well that like drafted their guys that's mm -hmm. why like yep. like that's why like let's even though he left and came back but that's why lebron's championship in cleveland is to this day i think the most special of all of his that's why dirk Nowitzki's championship is mm -hmm. super special so to me i just think that um i'm a big fan of that so when i see like a team like denver who's got Jokic and murray guys they drafted like i like to see that and um you know so it just Even, you know, Boston, like I would normally be rooting for the Celtics because they're the same. They drafted Jalen Brown and they drafted Jason Tatum um, and, smart, and Marcus yeah. Smart. Yep. But as a as a growing up a Raptors fan, it was like in me to not like them because we were in the same division. So I was, you know, like so the fact that the Heat won, you know, I liked because it's also like I do like the Heat culture. Like I said, it's old school. You know, like nowadays I was just thinking about it. These some of these young guys like. I don't know how heat culture is going to continue to evolve moving forward when these guys, I feel like, aren't going to be okay with some of the heat culture stuff. Like, it's like, it's hard. Like, they treat it like a job, like that, yeah. you know, like a regular job. But obviously, as we know, a lot of like in the players field, it's not, you know, they're not treated like regular employees. And I feel like the heat do that. And that's why guys like Jimmy Butler, for as much as, you know, that's why he didn't work out, let's say, in Minnesota when he's surrounded by certain guys that, aren't going to fit that culture. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. As a basketball fan, this is going to be great basketball. And that's yeah. what I, I feel like I love to see. You know, like, obviously, like, if the Lakers, at this point with the last four teams remaining, it's all going to be great basketball. But I do feel like LeBron, the Celtics, it was going to be more overshadowed by the headlines and, and the stuff that's not basketball. Yeah. And, and here it is going to be basketball. And who do you think is going to win and why Denver? <laughs> well you're right on that though i do think it will be denver but i don't think it's going to be a quick series i think miami's gonna find like Spolster's find a way great coach so i i just think you know i could see it going six or seven um but you know i do think game one obviously is the one i want denver to win the most because we'll be there mm -hmm. and i want to see the crowd get going and it's the first finals game ever in denver so you know and they've been waiting nine days for this so i just i think tonight might be you know i don't know they haven't played in nine days miami might be tired so we'll see how tonight goes but miami has a sneaky way of taking game ones they've done yeah. it every series yeah. this this playoffs um so we'll see but uh, i do think i, I would say ah oh, man I want to say Denver and let's go seven. Let's make it dramatic. Wow. Denver wow. and seven. Hey, are you? What are you wearing tonight? Joker or or Murray? Uh, I have I have a Joker jersey with me just in case, but I'm hoping they give me one of the new ones. I asked, but you know they might be sold out. That we we walked around town and uh, you know the finals gear is like all gone. People are excited. Yeah. They bought everything. So I have to say they we'll have see. some of the coolest jerseys. Denver does. 
They do have cool yeah. jerseys. I'm, I just have the visual of uh, Christian and the dogs walking around downtown Denver. And they'd be like celebrities. Going People to the, are like, Whoa, yeah, carry. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying because you're like celebrities walking around in the street. Be careful with cool. the muffins over there, man. Don't let, don't let Scooby have a muffin there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There might be an extra ingredient. Yeah. There. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be the greatest halftime show yeah. of all time. Then that would be the show where he yeah. quote unquote freezes up. He's just be like, wow, man. Scooby's gonna people. come in. <laughs> Scooby's gonna come walking in the in the back too instead of the front too. <laughs> Christian, thank you so much. We know you, we knew you got game prep coming up. This is a big one tonight, man. We'll see you at halftime, but uh, it's gonna be great. And thank you so much for uh, for joining Wine and Gold Radio. No problem. No problem. I. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to do it, and I'm happy to chat with you guys anytime. Anytime. All right, that was Christian Stoyanev. And Scooby. And, and Scooby. Percy. And, and Percy and Milo. Milo. <laughs> Milo is the coolest. But just so you know, in case you you see them again, uh-huh. Scooby is the you know the OG. He's the OG. Percy, you can pet and you can do anything, but you cannot look him straight in the eye. <laughs> Cause he'll start growling at you. And Milo, Milo is a free now spirit. No, I kind of want to do it. Milo is a free spirit. <laughs> but so wait, but, so wait, but Percy, Percy? Percy, you cannot look him straight in the eye. <laughs> and you have to try it. Next time he's in the halftime show here. If you go, hey, it's Percy, and then you look him in the eye, like. <laughs> now I have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get Christian to come work with my dog just for like a like an hour or something like that. I would I would bet <laughs> you whatever you want that that he will have Rosita doing at least a trick. I'll in, bet right within five minutes. Uh, something I can't even get her to like sit down. For some reason, the dogs get that he has that ability. He has that, to, he's a dog whisperer. Yeah, he has yeah. that ability to communicate. Yeah, and you have you have or had Chihuahuas. I had Chihuahuas and Batmancito, like like little Batman <laughs> and Taco. Batman Cito. Batman Cito, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, let's say some uh, thank yous. Get out. <laughs> Batman Cito. Hey, we have to thank the PR department. Even though we didn't have a player, we, we still have to thank we them. We still have to thank them because yeah. they had such a great season. Uh, of course, the head of the PR department, BJ Evans, who runs the whole place with the. I gotta play golf with him this summer. He'll probably he probably golfs with the iron yeah. fist. No, 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 I'll bet he is. I've been yeah. a stickler for he's, rules he's good. and everything like that. And, yeah. and I know he's good. Uh, I can't golf with you. I stink, we have, why not? I, I, I stink too bad. I stink too bad. I can't so golf. Who with told you I'm good? Eh, you golf with good players, and that scares me. Eh, maybe maybe we'll try it out. Maybe we'll try it out. We have to thank Sharom, who I miss. Jerome, he's, he's be a Jets fan this year, by the way. He's not going to be a Jets fan. He's going to be an even bigger Packers fan. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone. Slinging Sammy, who's in his third or fourth or fifth year, who even knows anymore. Uh, the reigning the reigning rookie of the year, the Devin real. Booker. The real Devin Booker. We have to thank Boo Banks, who uh, who's really going to give you all kinds of all kinds of hell now as uh, yeah the as, boss as the boss. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna crush you now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have to thank our special guest, uh, Matt Gold, who's kind of the El Muchacho. He's not Dorado. a guest he's, anymore. Yeah, he's really not a guest anymore. Uh, and Christian Stoyanev. We have to thank our roadie, Nicole. Yes. Who set everything up, got all the equipment going. Uh, thank you, Nicole. Uh, we have to thank Joe Fritchin, the greatest. The other boss. You know, he's my boss, too. He is, too? Yeah. He's gonna. You know what it's going to be? Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> 
Joe's going to be your buddy and Boo's going to kick the crap out of you. <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. Uh, uh, the best female human in Cleveland, Lucy Veris. Lucy Veris. Uh, who's probably doing something great right now. She's probably planting trees. Impacting or, some there. Exactly. Somewhere. Impacting society in, in a positive way. And then the, another guy who impacts society in a positive way just by being himself. D-Mac. Yes! One of the <laughs> I was going to say, who would that be? No. D-Mac. D-Mac, who, by the way, the other day, was they, they were, you know, my desk is near the uh, the video group, which got very creative. Yeah. Very and good. they were editing a video of the night that Elio Castroneves came to the arena, and who was introduced as Elio Castronova, but that's a <laughs> subject for another show. Mm -hmm. And that was the day they had the kid race, the, the toddler or the, the crawling. Oh, the, yeah, the baby And D-Max kid did a move for the, you for know the why? starting line. You know why? I, I have a theory on this, because they had a, to backtrack, they had a baby race at halftime, and only one baby actually moved. moved. And, and the one that won, and yeah. And I said the problem with that was because the baby started with D-Mac. Instead, they should have D-Mac at the finish <laughs> line because what baby wouldn't crawl to D-Mac, right? So that was the problem that he started with. Uh, so you mean only one baby running away from D-Mac? <laughs> <laughs> so we have to thank D-Mac. And then, of course, the dynamic duo yeah. of Dirty Kurt. And Marty Helen. Might be that guy. I always forget guy. that name. Might be that guy. Is he in pickleball season or is it off season? He's actually working with Dre Knott and Rick Rihanna, who are creating a pickleball league. You want to make a team and join the and league? play in the pickleball? Yeah. Maybe. I've never played pickleball. This before. is our time to do it because Big Daddy is injured from his, from his left. Right. Hand, so he's just playing right-handed. Maybe play, that be, he might plays, be the like, time. He's kind to. of a senior circuit guy, right? Well, he's not. He's not a senior, but he plays with seniors. <laughs> I'm a senior. He plays with know. dudes in walkers and stuff. That's <laughs> okay. why he's the. That's why he's the undefeated champion. That sounds perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks. We're gonna stick on our cadence, Roth. We gotta yes. stay on the cadence. Sounds good. Uh, and we'll see you guys all in a couple weeks. And as always, good night, Freddie Mac. Wherever you are. Ball swing, JR. Outside. Three ball. J.R. Swish is his name. You're listening to Wine and Gold Radio. Cleveland. Ohio. America. That's what I'm talking about. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.